Thanks so much for stopping by another live episode of Real Estate Titans. I'm your host, Greg Fowler, traveling throughout the marketplace, interviewing the top real estate professionals in our field, from realtors, lenders, builders, developers, residential or commercial, essentially gathering insight, inspiration, really drives and motivates these top producers above and beyond everybody else in what I'd like to consider a real estate titan. Our very special guest and feature titan for today, Michelle Blessing. Michelle, thanks so much for being on the show. Thank you. I'm excited. Honored happy, to have you. Happy that you think I'm a titan. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. And I'm not the only one. Anybody out there is watching. You know you're in anticipation for this particular episode. So I would love to just dive in, yeah. um, really ask the questions for everybody out there to get to know you a little bit better. Sounds good. Uh, so I guess let's just start with tell everybody a little bit about yourself. All right. Um, well, I was born in Denver and moved here uh, with my family when I was in, um, I think, sixth grade. Okay. And, uh, you know, kind of liked it. You know, it was a different city back then. Mm. Um, but, you know, we have family. We have a big family. And so everybody was close. Um, I think, uh, you know, of course, as soon as I could get out of, uh, out of here, I did okay. after high school. Uh -huh. um, but, you know, I went away, did some things for a while, came back. Um, been here now 30 plus years and wow. I wouldn't go anywhere else hmm. again my family's close my daughters are close grandkids are close hmm. so it's good. I love that and, and I think that a lot of people that are from a city it's natural to kind of want to get away and see different portions so oh yeah, yeah that, that's completely natural but I guess the important thing is that you came back right, right. well and I think I realized too is I'm you know I'm really outdoorsy mm -hmm. um, athletic and and so uh, I just I love access to the outdoors here I mean you can't beat it um, you know, I can you know, I live downtown in the old north end and I can just jump on that trail right there and be out up in the mountains in 10 minutes it's pretty great Hard, hard to argue with the city. If you haven't been to Colorado Springs, stop on by. This is fantastic yeah, for sure. So, uh, Michelle, let's get into the business side and kind of what got you into real estate in the first place. What was your progression in your career? Um, well, let's see. So, gosh, you know, I was uh, a coach for a long time. Okay. I coached uh, for the USA Triathlon. Oh, wow. And I was the Olympic coach in 2000 in Sydney for the men and women's team. Oh, yeah. And so I did that for a while. And... I love that. I mean, I love coaching. I love teaching. Um, it's really fulfilling. Hmm. And so the main problem with that for me is it just became um, too much travel. My girls were little, um, you know, and they really are the light of my life. And it was hard to be gone. I mean, sometimes I'd be gone two, three weeks at hmm. camps. Um, you know, fortunately, my ex-husband was always very good about, you know, swapping off time. And, and it worked great. Okay. But... Um, I finally just realized that the there was, the upsides didn't uh, didn't make it good enough for me to continue on. Hmm. So my dad owned ERA Shields, okay, and he'd been kind of pushing me for a while, just saying, "Hey, you know, perhaps you would want to try real estate, selling houses." Um, and I just always thought I'm not a salesperson; it's not a good fit. Okay, I don't want to do it. You know, I don't, I don't like sales. I don't like to be sold. Can't like it when I buy a car. It drives me crazy, salespeople. Sure. Um, and, you know, he had some really sage advice in that, you know, it, it really is a lot like coaching hmm. when you're a good salesperson. You know, you kind of, you help people along the way. And it's a really complicated process, as you know. Mm -hmm. And so, um, so when I started to thinking about it more like that, I thought, well, I'll give it, I'll give it a shot. Why not? And that was about 16 years ago. Wow. And 
it's been it's been good. I I love that that story. Is there's usually an influence in some form or fashion. I mean. Mm-hmm. Uh, being a new dad myself, hopefully someday I'll be able to pass on wisdom to my daughter and, and uh, you know, kind of direct her in, in, a, in a good way. But I, I think that that's important that you made the decision. The reservation about salespeople or professionals, I think, is extremely common out there. No one likes to be sold or pushed. Um, and I love what you said. I mean, it's guiding through a process. You are coaching these buyers and these sellers, mm-hmm. and one of the most you know, stressful situations in their life, you know, financially and, and relational, the whole nine. Um, so I, I love that you mentioned that out there because it's yeah. not it's not sales. No, and I and I think that's something else that I always hated and I still kind of hate it sometimes. You know, I think the perception is that as real estate agents, we're very salesy and sneaky and slick and, right. and you know, maybe those people are out there, but um, I think the good agents, we look at it more um, from that coaching standpoint where you, you do help people make good decisions because it's not my decision, any of this that we do when we're, when we're working with clients. We give them our knowledge, our advice, and then they ultimately make the decision and they do whatever it is that needs to be done. I, I love that. I think that's a, a beautiful representation of the industry um, as real estate professionals. Again, it's not just all about production and commission checks. It really is caring and giving and guiding. Um, that's a beautiful example uh, yeah. of what the top producers really do represent. So let, let's go into uh, a, the next question, which I think is a, a great light for everybody out there who's watching as well, is what's your why, Michelle? I mean, what motivates you or gets you out of bed in the morning to do what you do to the level that you do it at? Um, gosh, you know, I mean, I think for me it does change a lot. Okay. Um, I'm, you know, I'm, I, I'm always searching, I'm one of those people. Sure. But I think right now, you know, I went to a leadership conference last night, and it wasn't what I thought, probably not quite as good as what I was hoping, but I still managed to hear something that really um, made sense to me, and it kind of fits in, in a probably good way to describe what my why is at the moment. Okay. And, you know, talks a lot about when people get successful, um, you know, they kind of get to the pinnacle of success and they're successful and then that's it. And then they, they stop, they quit, they retire. Um, and then they, you know, maybe don't do much anymore. They, they were successful and it's done. Sure. And you know, what they said last night is that the more successful you become, the more significance you can have. Hmm. And I think that for me, that's what my why is right now is you know I want to make a difference I want to make a difference in my children's lives uh, my husband's lives life um, you know I want to make a difference for my clients just in general I don't you know I, I've never want to be one of these people just kind of float through life doing things I, I want to try to make a difference and be significant and so that's that's probably my why why I get up in the morning and do everything I do. Sure. I, and I think that's a, a fantastic representation of why. I mean, you mentioned, you know, your family and mm-hmm. your extended family, which is your clients, right? right. And oh, really yeah. doing right by them. Um, obviously, what you do as a professional and the reputation you have mm-hmm. in our marketplace is impeccable, Michelle. So no, I don't need to tell you and everybody out there watching. <laughs> but uh, I, I think that that is important that you're, you're living your why. 
A lot of people, they have whys or grand goals, but they don't really live and breathe them. Mm -hmm. um, I can definitely see and feel that, uh, that you are. So that's that's great. And there's nothing you know greater than family as far as I'm concerned. So yeah. I think that's fantastic. Yeah, now let, let's go into the uh, one of the favorite questions for a lot of the viewers out there who are really trying to scale their business to grow. Um, in the real estate world, yeah. if you could look at your you know, profession, your business thus far, pick or choose maybe one or two things that you added that took it from one level to the next, what does that look like for you? You know, I think, you know, I think probably the main thing I did early on was hire an assistant, a really good assistant, okay. a full-time assistant, mm -hmm. and probably even before I could really afford an assistant. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it just, it, it allows me to um, get out and, and be with my people, okay. you know, my friends, my clients, my family. So I'm not stuck behind a computer doing you know, the massive amount of paperwork that you have to do. Right. You know, it's, sure. it's pretty incredible. And so I think that was probably, you know, one of the first things that I would say that, you know, you've got to hire that assistant, you know, kind of okay. like, you know, hire it and they will come. Mm. <laughs> Which is beautiful. Yeah, that's true. Let, I mean, you hire hire them, and they will come. Because otherwise, I mean, how do you get out and 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 get business? And how do you do business? And right. Yeah. So. Well, I I think that that's a, a beautiful ad, and there's a lot of professionals that are watching this and saying, okay, that makes a lot of sense to really hire that out and grow through. But let me let me prod you a little bit more on yeah, that because yeah. I, I I can hear everybody thinking out there. So. When did you really feel that it was right, even though if you, you said it might have been a little early, when did you feel that it was right, and then how did you find that right person? Because that's a tricky thing, too. Right. Um, oh, yeah, for sure. So I, um, it was probably in the third year, second okay. or third year, so pretty early on, okay. um, just realizing that there was no way to really do it all and do it well. Mm -hmm. And um, so I hired somebody, um, and it's it's tough finding a good a good real estate assistant because somebody that's really good will typically decide that they want to jump into the business themselves. Right. You know, you can't blame them. Sure. And so I went through like two or three assistants over the course of probably a year, year and a half, and okay. was super busy in probably twenty two thousand six. Okay. And somebody quit. And kind of almost just didn't show up. My husband got moved, or I don't even remember. But I mean, all of a sudden, I'm really busy. My assistant's gone, and I had a little bit of a meltdown because oh, you know, like wondering, oh my gosh, how am I going to do all this and, and and keep things afloat and do things well? And not only do things well, but do things perfect. Yeah. I'm, you know, it's it's a curse. I'm a bit of a perfectionist. Nothing wrong with that, Michelle. Nothing wrong with that. So um, I got. I can remember that. The manager at the time came in and said, hey, I know um, this this woman who used to work for uh, Alan Willoughby, who's another mm -hmm. great uh, another great agent sure. years ago, and she um, is looking. Mm -hmm. And I, I said, well, great, hire her. <laughs> they said, do you want to meet her and, and interview her? I said, nope. <laughs> nope, <laughs> I need somebody. And that was... 12 years ago wow. and she is still working with me and um, I just I owe a lot of my success to her she mm -hmm. is amazing um, she would do anything for for me she when I partnered up with my my partner Eddie mm -hmm. who's my brother yes um, she came on and now works for both of us and wow. yeah she's she's really terrific I and, love it. yeah I got I got very lucky but finding a good assistant is 
is really hard. I mean, like I said, I think the life of an assistant is maybe a year or two for mm -hmm. most people. Wow. Yeah. They're always retraining, and it's a lot. So, I, I mean, I guess the takeaway for a lot of people out there, myself included, is, you know, try, trial and error, you know, take word of mouth that way, but you're never really going to know until you do it. Right. If you find somebody, hold on to them. Oh, yeah, and right. And I think, you know, at one point, Pam joked with me, you know, she's like, I couldn't afford to leave you. <laughs> you oh. know, you've got to pay them well, and you've got to value them and, and, and treat them well and, um, and love them. I mean, and that's, I, I just think that helps a lot. I loved when she said she couldn't afford to leave. Oh, I love <laughs> that. I love that. It's so good. And treating them right, and, and it becomes an extension of you, and I think that's important. Too. Right. Absolutely. And I'll tell you, every closing I go to, every closing, and I'm, I'm not exaggerating, either the agent or somebody tells me that they loved working with Pam. Hmm. They, they love her. Love it. Shout out to Pam if you're watching. It's Eddie, right. Eddie too. We mentioned you, fellow Titan. Yeah. Uh, so, okay, great. And now when it comes down to... Um, you know, the next portion into this. Well, did you have anything else to add as far as things to scale well, or grow? You know, or, I think, or... okay, so I think for me, a couple of years ago, it, you know, I was kind of really starting to hate my job. Thinking, I want to I, I go back to, to coaching. You know, I'm thinking, wow. I want to go back to coaching. I want to figure this out. I even went so far as to invest in a swimming facility that opened, and, and wow. we really got well down the road in talks regarding all of that, okay. you know, going back to triathlon coaching. And, um, and then I, I kind of had an epiphany of, you know, just what if I changed my mindset? What if I went back to remembering that what I'm doing now is coaching? Mm -hmm. Because one thing I was going to lose out on with going back to triathlon coaching was the flexibility. I mean, I, okay. I was very much going to be, you know, at the pool at 6, you know, um, at the bike workout at 10, you know, um, running a run workout in the afternoon. And with no flexibility, and, you know, that's one thing I very much value. Sure. And so I, I really just did that mind shift of going back to thinking about what I love about this job, all the positives, the people I've worked with, the people I've gotten to know. I mean, I have some awesome clients. Mm -hmm. I wish I could be friends with everybody. Wow. You know, it's one of those things that sure. you just think, gosh, I want to, you know, I'd like to have dinner with them. I want to have dinner with them. And so I throw parties instead. Love but, it. Um, that, that works. <laughs> it that works. works. I can get everybody together. <laughs> But um, that really changed my mindset again, okay. you know, reminding myself what I, why I do this. And it's not, you know, it, it's not for the money, mm -hmm. you know, it's not for anything other than, you know, again, wanting to make a difference. Sure. And, and I guess for a while I kind of lost my way and, mm -hmm. and forgot that I can make a difference in, in, this, in this profession. And, you know, I think part of that goes back to when I was coaching at the high level, you know, at the Olympic level, you know, that felt really significant to me. Hmm. You know, I'm, I'm helping people with their Olympic dreams, right. you know, and so you're, you feel a huge responsibility with that, and it feels special. You know, two of my athletes made the Olympic team, and, wow. and it just feels really good. Um, and so kind of going to something where I felt like, oh, I'm just selling houses. <laughs> you know, a little different. I, yeah. I, but you know, yeah, but you know, it was really like, is that what I really want on my tombstone? She sold houses, wow. you know? Yeah. And, um, and then once, like I said, once I kind of took a step back and looked at the process and everything that, that goes into that, um, that was probably about two years ago, three years ago, okay. um, guess what? I'm loving what I'm doing again. Mm. 
and I, I see the significance in it. Right. You know, and it, it feels joyful to me, and you know, makes my heart feel good when I find that perfect house for somebody. You know, solve I, a really hard problem. I, I love that, and and when you're mentioning those things, I mean, it's really ringing in my head, and hopefully everybody else is. You know, if you are going through a, a time where you're rethinking your career path or what's going on, or just just remind yourself of why you started in the first place. Right, right. I, I think that we all need to be reminded of that from time to time to, to push through those, yeah. I don't want to say hard times or tough times, because everything could be golden, but you, you might be stagnant. You, you right. might have that plateau. You right. know, as an athlete, it's the mm -hmm. same thing, you know, in your career. So just remind yourself why you started. I think that's beautiful advice. Yeah. Hopefully everybody wrote that down because this is yeah. great, great information uh, coming into it. So, Michelle, yeah. this is uh, the tricky part of this particular interview in the series. Whoa. It is the challenge question. Um, but this is a beautiful insight into who you are as a person, um, really coming down to the tough times in our life. And everybody mm -hmm. deals with challenges. No right. one's exempt, whether it's in the past, now, or in the future. Uh, so if you're okay with sharing a challenge that you dealt with in your life, that you overcame, that you became stronger because of it, what does that yeah. look like for you? I mean, there, there's probably two things that come, come okay. into play, but probably the first one was when, it was back um, back when I was coaching, and I was fairly young, mm -hmm. it was like early 30s, okay. and when well, triathlon was made an Olympic sport, um, they needed to select a coach, and you know, I kind of felt... I didn't believe in myself enough. Even though I wow. was coaching many of the people that made it to Olympic trials and been coaching for a while and uh, am a good coach, you know, I still, like I didn't, I didn't want to throw my hat in the ring because maybe I would fail, you know, or maybe I wouldn't get selected and I knew that would feel bad. And once again, you know, I think it was my dad that when I was really kind of struggling, should I or shouldn't I, um, and it was actually my ex-husband too, um, you know, we're both very strong in saying, you know, you can't do something, you can't be great unless you try. You've got to try. And, um, and so I did try, and it wasn't an easy process. I mean, it was very much, um, you know, I, looking back, I was by far the most qualified person for that position at the time. Mm. I mean, and, I mean, just because I've been doing it for a while, and there weren't a lot of people doing it, but I was the most qualified, and I truly believe because um, I was a woman, and I was going to be have to also have to be coaching men. It wasn't just the women's team; I was coaching men. Okay. Um, you know that that felt weird to the to the board and to the to people making the decisions, and so we had to keep going through these processes. I'd win this one, you know, this challenge, and then. You know, I'd, uh, we'd have another challenge. I'd win that challenge. And it finally boiled down to when the eight athletes were selected, the six athletes and two alternates, mm -hmm. they got to make a, make a choice, and they were the ones that chose me. And finally, I got to be the coach. Um, and so, you know, it, it, that, it was probably one of the roughest times of my life. Um, during that time, it's, it's hard to explain when you're just feeling... You know, not heard and not valued. Sure. Um, you start to really question yourself. Um, so that's you know that so that was one thing. It felt good to come through and then do a really good job. Right. You know, I, I know that, that there's no way they didn't feel like they had made the right choice. Finally. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, <laughs> just took them a while. Right. Um, but then the second thing too, and I'm going to talk about this briefly. Okay. Um, I know my daughter would would have no problem with this, but you know she struggled for a long time with addiction and okay. you know other other issues and um, 
you know, for a long time, like probably 10 years, and in and out of rehab centers, and um, you know, for a while, it looked like she probably wasn't gonna make it, and um, it was scary, or she would end up in jail, and um, you know, what that taught me is just to not be judgmental. Yes. You know, it just taught me to, to let go and let things happen, you know, try to give good advice, try to be there, loving her unconditionally as much as possible, but also, you know, being strong and trying to set boundaries. Um, but I think the most thing is just being a lot less judgmental, you know? I see a homeless person and I realize that's somebody's son, somebody's husband, right. you know, somebody's mom. They didn't grow up and say, I want to be homeless. Sure. Somehow this has happened. Mm -hmm. And, and you know, it's just that's just one example, but you know, it, it made me a better person. I would never go back and not go through that. She might want to go back and not go through it. Right, but right. But it really, in my life, has made me a much a much better person. Uh, I mean, first of all, thanks for sharing the show. Because it's not easy to do, to, to let everybody know certain things that we've been through in our lives. And, yeah. uh, you know, addressing the, the, the first challenge, I, I mean, that's, I can only imagine just kind of going through and dealing with that, even knowing that you're qualified even knowing that your expertise is there and still having self-doubt. I think that the takeaway, at least in my mind and hopefully for everybody out there, is we all have self-doubt and, and you just need to push through. Believe in yourself, keep going through. Surround yourself with people who push you and believe in you as well, even sometimes yeah. more than we believe in ourselves. Right. Uh, so I, I think that that's a, a wonderful takeaway for everybody out there, uh, not easy to do. Uh, you know, secondarily, your daughter, um, you know, addiction is, is a serious thing. And there's so many people out there watching that I know that that's going to hit their heartstrings um, pretty heavy because it's extremely common. And um, we just need to know that uh, you got to be there to support and you have yeah. to do what you can. And, and not being judgmental, yeah. wow, huge, huge advice. Yeah, it's good. It's, it's something I still work on, but yeah. you know, it's, it, that's helped. And, you know, and now she's great. You know, seven years sober, she's got three beautiful children. Know, my most beautiful grandkids. Oh, uh, that's the great. Best in the world. <laughs> that's great. No, wait, Michelle, seriously. I know, maybe not. No, 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 no. Here you go. Thanks so much for sharing yeah. again. That's no. not easy to do. Let's go on a slightly softer question. Yeah. That's okay. Sure. Uh, so, this is actually one of my favorites. If you could travel back in time and give your younger self a piece of advice or two, what would you say to young Michelle? Um. Well, first of all, young Michelle would not have listened. Okay. <laughs> so let, let's be real, everybody. This is the truth here. Yeah. Yeah. I was stubborn and, uh, you know, just very much a rebel. And, wow. Uh, okay. Yeah. My parents would probably say troublemaker. Um, so I wouldn't have listened. But if I would have, it would have gone back to just kind of what you just said, you know, just trust in myself and be more confident and um, don't be so hard on myself. Mm -hmm. You know, I think that's the other thing is like being... You know, now I'm understanding more of my, you know, this perfectionism that I have, and that it's, it can be kind of a gift, but really, it's 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 not very much of a gift. Right. It's tough. You know, I have to remind myself that uh, that say, saying, uh, you know, failure is a spiritual gift. It wow. it, it, it makes you grow mm -hmm. when you fail. So don't be afraid to fail. That's what I that's what I say. I, I love that, and not just for young Michelle, but everybody watching, myself included. I think that. A lot of the echoed message through this series with other titans is failure is a part of success, oh, right? And I mean, you fail much more than you succeed, and mm -hmm. whatever level of perfection that you may or may not have, I really do find that to be important. 
um, you know, Thomas Edison with the light bulb. I mean, there's so yeah. many different instances of so much <laughs> failure right. to get to that one point. Right, right. One time where I said, I'm done, it, it might not have been there. So I, I think that that's a, a huge takeaway message. Hopefully everybody wrote that down, take that to heart. Um, so let's go into the next question when sure. it comes down to the feeding of the mind. Now, this right. is actually the crowd pleaser uh, when it comes to this particular series is, you know, what are the titans feeding their minds? How are they yeah. growing and, and what are they doing to constantly learn? So books you're reading, podcasts yeah. you're listening to, or influences on social media coaches, how are you feeding your mind, Michelle? You know, I think I don't do a whole lot around real estate stuff, frankly. Okay. Um, you know, I'll, I'll keep up with Inman and Thousand Watts. Some of those okay. I think are really good, good sites and okay. uh, podcasts. But you know, really, I find myself more drawn to, jeez, um, you know, let me think. The podcasts I love, like uh, um, Oprah Winfrey, Oprah Winfrey's yeah. um, uh, Soul. It's a podcast. It's great. Uh, of course, I'm blanking. No, you're good. And I'll look yeah. it up, and I'll have a link down below. Yeah, so yeah. And I, I, yeah. I mean, those are so inspirational. And I mean, the the people she brings on and talks to are um, incredible. Wow. So I like that. Okay. Um, I'm trying to think. You know, I listen to Brene Brown. I love the TED Talks. I'm okay. a huge TED Talk. Uh, you know, listen to that. Um, and then as far as books, I mean, I definitely still love a book. I'm, I'm, Physical book, right? Yeah, okay. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a bookie. You know, like right now for my book club, I just started the Michelle Obama's Beco uh, becoming, oh, which wow. I'm excited to get through. Okay. Um, I think she'll offer a lot of a lot of good advice. Um, trying to think, podcasts, um, and then you know, I guess you know, there's there are the people that I in our business or in marketing kinds of business that I like. Seth Godin, I always think is it has interesting stuff. Love it. That's not going to be new for anybody. Um, but uh, yeah, that's about it. You know, right okay. now I'm trying to learn French, and so I listen to wow. a lot of French. Okay. And my husband is from Montreal. Oh, very He's cool. He's a hockey player, so his whole family speaks French. So okay. after 15 years, I should probably figure that out. I love that. So I've, I've been working. So I've been working a lot on that. Okay. As well. Okay. But, I, but mostly, I feel like again, if I can just. I want to nourish my mind and nourish my soul. You know, like another book, like I've been reading a lot lately, is just how to how to practice yoga, and you know, and I'm not talking about poses. You yeah. know, what what is yoga and how to practice it. And so mm. I've been doing a lot of work with that, um, and I find like that makes me when I'm a better person, I'm a better mom, I'm a better realtor, I'm a better grandma, mm. um, all those things that are really important to me. That's huge. And, and a takeaway for me, and hopefully everybody else as well, is you're very diverse with your, your learning. I mean, it's physical books, it's podcasts, you know, you're learning another language. Yeah. I, I think that the, the ultimate takeaway is just constantly learn and grow whatever fits mm -hmm. your, your life. It doesn't have to be straight business books right. or, you know, real estate related podcasts. It really can be just a catch all to, to grow your mind and, and be a better person. Right. I think that's the whole goal. Right. Um, I think for me, for sure. sure. I mean, I. I love, you know, I, I am super competitive. I'm the first to admit it. I mean, it's, uh, I love to race. Yeah. I love to be fit. I mean, I'm, I'm just, I'm competitive. I'm competitive in life. I'm competitive with my brother and my partner. Sure. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, it's, it's you know, winning doesn't make me happy, mm -hmm. you know? And, and while I want to be the best realtor I can possibly be, sure. um, you know, I, I don't have a desire to do 100 million in business in a year. You know, I, I want I want to do enough business so that I can do the things I want to do, you know, but um, 
I don't want it to be, I don't want it to consume my life. I need to be balanced. That's, that's well said, everybody. Um, as, as always, I'm definitely going to have links in the comments below so you can learn and grow your mind the same way, or at least close to how Michelle's doing it. Uh, so that was great, Michelle. This has been chock full of amazing information, huge takeaways for everybody out there. I want to wrap everything up with one final question. Sure. Uh, when it comes down to it, if you could sum up yourself as a person, a professional, uh, with a mantra or a quote that you live by, what does that look like for Michelle Blessing? Oh gosh, I mean, okay, so I think one that I think about a lot is just, you know, dare to be remarkable. You know, I think that's a good one. And then um, another one that I, that I like is that, you know, if you think you can or if you think you can't, you're right. You know, that's another simple one. And then my favorite, um, and one of my mantras that I use a lot is, uh, and again, it goes back to me trying to be more confident in, in who I am, is um, I'm a badass. You know, the Jen Cicero books. I love those books. Ah, I so love good. her podcasts. Yeah. She's funny, but uh, it's a lot of good information. So, mm -hmm. yeah. I, I think that's a beautiful way to sum up yeah. you, you, Michelle. <laughs> I think that's fantastic. Um, again, you are an official real estate titan, Michelle. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, you so you much for time. taking the time. Everybody, as always, I really appreciate your love and support. Um, as always, live every Tuesday and Friday afternoon, a different Titan, a different location. Uh, don't forget to subscribe if you love what we're doing here. Uh, follow along. Give us a like. Uh, we'll catch everybody on the next live episode of Real Estate Titans. Take care.